Welcome to the Sermon B-Side Podcast, a podcast of Liberty Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, a church that desires to live, speak, and serve as the very presence of Jesus in the Harrisburg region. Sermon B-Sides is designed to be a resource to help us deepen the conversation about this week's sermon and answer questions that may be helpful to accomplish our purpose. Hey, welcome back to the B-Side Podcast. My name is John Robinson. I serve as one of the pastors here at Liberty Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Good to be with you guys again. My name is Matt Lalloyne. I serve as the other pastor here at Liberty Church. And John, you just, five seconds before we started... Uh, coined a new phrase that I think needs to become commonplace for us, which is bring your B game. Bring your B game. And you bring, did with that cardigan. So I, I, This cardigan is, this is it's the best B game I've got. Uh, that's your A game cardigan to a B, B game kind of podcast. It is. So. It is. I, I am an 80-year-old soul inside a 30-something-year-old body, so this is just me leaning into that. Just saying, oh, that's great. might as well start this now. I'm a, I'm a 40-year-old soul inside of an 80-year-old's body, though, oh, wow. so like oh. my back is killing me right now. So. That's that sounds harder. That I think I think that's, a, I think you win. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, you have you have your good days, you have your bad days. All you have to do is sleep funny on a pillow. So that's right. Yeah. So good times. Well, we are ready to bring our B game to the B side podcast this week. <laughs> but John, you brought your A game for the sermon yesterday. Uh, it was it was yeah it was a it was a joy to uh, to look at uh, Jesus as King. I, mean, I think these these. These prophetic offices that we're talking about, Jesus fulfilling is um, it's it's so rich. It's so rich from a historical perspective. It's so rich from uh, how we see Christ. Um, how you know how we not just how we see him, but like um, how that really influences how we live. Yeah, I think that's right, and I think you did a good job yesterday um, taking this idea of Jesus as King and bringing that into the everyday implications and applications mm. of it. Um, we can just dive right in, man. There are two two big points, uh, well, three, I mean, with then how to live that out as citizens sure. yeah, in, yeah. in his kingdom. Uh, but the two big kind of what difference does this make? What difference mm-hmm. does Jesus being our king make? Yeah. Um, you talked about Jesus as our victor mm-hmm. uh, and Jesus as our peace, mm-hmm. that, he, that he brings victory and he brings yeah. peace. Yeah. Um, interrelated, certainly overlap Absolutely. between those yeah. two things. And um, it was particularly helpful in my mind where you broke out um, the four things uh, over which Christ uh, triumphs and has mm-hmm. victory, which then leads to, to yeah. peace, yeah. Uh, which were um, which were sin and death and the world and satan and satan yeah i yeah. almost forgot satan yeah oh usually like when we like even even theologically how we kind of break things down you know uh when we talk about the victory we talk about jesus's victory over um sin death and the world yep right those are the three ways in which we view that satan being kind of one of those things that kind of got left out of mm-hmm. even just how uh, I learned how to 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 see uh, Christ's victory over those things, mm-hmm. um, which I don't know if that's like a a modern day kind of like hey we just don't want to talk about the devil at all mm-hmm. or uh, not giving the devil maybe his due as far as what he is responsible for. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was uh, that was that was Calvin kind of breaking those things down, um, and so used a lot of Calvin yesterday. Yeah. Uh, so kind of. Uh, as we, as I was kind of looking through some of this, uh, he just kept coming up not only in his own commentaries. Obviously, he was very active in writing those, but in other people's commentaries as well. Yeah. So, yeah, there was a there was a lot to be kind of chewed on as far as um, what Christ 
uh, overcomes yeah. uh, in our lives. No, I thought that was really good. And you had um, the quote that you included from him um, was really kind of drilling down on that fact that, you know, we sometimes think about the kingdom of God as this this bigger picture. And it is. It's, it is. It's, it's mm-hmm. cosmic in scope. But Calvin also making the point that God's kingdom must come in us, and that yeah. there's an internal sense in where justice and righteousness reigns right. in our own heart. Yeah, I thought that was really, um, I thought that was really helpful. I thought that was really on point, um, particularly for those of us who um, long to see the kingdom of Jesus and the increase mm-hmm. of His government, the mm-hmm. increase of peace, come to fruition and mm-hmm. realization in our world yeah. broadly. Right. Um, you know that that let's. Um, not in a selfish, self-centered way, but let's make sure we look inward first and, and ask, right. is, has, has the kingdom come in us? Yeah, no, that's, it was, and I think, you know, we make the same error that the the disciples made um, when, when Christ was with them hmm. in that, like, we want the world to change. We want, you know, we want the governments to be Christian. We want uh, all of the authorities around us to to have this theocratic uh, ideology and, and rule and reign mm. because that makes the Christian's life easier yeah, to true. operate in, right? So yeah. we, we want that. That's what the apostles wanted. The disciples wanted, uh, which is what Jesus was kind of going, hey, like, I'm not here to sit on the throne of, you know, uh, of the the rulers of, of Israel. Like, hmm. there's a bigger thing happening yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's um, and actually a great segue even to where we'll go just in a, in a few short weeks when we start the book of Acts, where at the beginning of Acts, the the disciples ask Jesus, you know, he's he's risen from the dead. Um, they He's about to ascend back to heaven, and that's their question. Mm-hmm. Like, will you now restore the kingdom to Israel? Like, mm-hmm. And he, he, at that moment, leaves and goes back yeah. into heaven. It's like, nope, not, no. not the way you're thinking, at least. That's, that was a, that was a very, he's, he doesn't answer the question, he just leaves. <laughs> he just yeah, leaves. So, was, I so, guess not. Yeah, I guess is not. That a, is that a no? I guess not. That, that was a no. Okay, yeah. all right, got it, yeah. But, yeah, I think that's, um, that's a really, you know, to, to look at that inner man and the heart and mind being transformed first. And even that beautiful picture of what the church is and why, why you and I love the church, why we believe that um, people should go to the ends of the earth to plant churches mm-hmm. in the midst of all of these other worthwhile causes is yeah. that um, people who are transformed by Christ, who mm-hmm. are given new hearts of flesh, who have their hard hearts of stone ripped out, who who in whom the kingdom of God comes mm-hmm. as a response to the grace and mercy, that work of Christ and in um, and in submission to and in following his kingly lead and his kingly rule, that is what brings the transformation to society mm-hmm. uh, around them. Of course, God right. doesn't need us. He can work miraculously and just bring aspects of his kingdom to bear without us. Right. But the most normal means he uses are right. those in whom the kingdom of God has come Absolutely. And, uh, and is coming. And um, so I, I, think that, I think that's the right, the right way to think about it. You think about um, the change we long to see in the world, the prayer that we pray each week in the Lord's Prayer of mm-hmm. your kingdom come, yeah. your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Um, as much as we pray that yeah. broadly, we pray yeah. that personally. Yeah, yeah, we pray, we, yeah. And I think that's, man, that's such a, a, a great um, perspective on the Lord's Prayer of um, wanting to the kingdom to come and come to bear, but do we ask that for our own hearts and minds? Hmm. Or are we asking that for something else to happen so we can operate in a way that is more, um, not necessarily more freeing, but is is uh, is less difficult, hmm. right? 
um, like you, when we pray that your kingdom come, your will be done, um, man, like that's that's so good, Matt. Like to even to even see that in the ways of like is that happening in my life, mm-hmm. um, or do we segment these things out? So I think we do so quickly. Yeah. Um, to go like let it happen out there. Yeah. Uh, in the same way, like we want justice, right? We want justice yeah. in our world, but we don't necessarily always want justice in our own lives, sure. yeah. right? Do we, we want God to punish sin, just not my sin, yeah. right? Like, don't punish yeah. my sin. Don't punish yeah. the sin that exists in my heart and mind, yeah. right? Don't that's do right. that. Like, punish the bad stuff that's like really bad, hmm. you know. Yeah. And and let's not have that. Let's not have these other things. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't think about necessarily what that means for our own hearts and minds. No, that's right. So, yeah, man. That's like, right. That's, um, yeah, I, I thought too, John, it was really helpful as you went through Christ our peace um, and those four threats that Calvin was referencing there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so maybe as, as, you know, as people are still having opportunity to connect with their Bible study group or with friends and family just talking about these things, processing through them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, so... In the in in terms of Christ conquering the devil, yeah, um, yeah, maybe unpack a little more for folks um, the difference that Jesus makes there in the way that we mm-hmm. the way that we face our adversary. Yeah, yeah, I, I, the way Calvin put it, as far as like binding binding the enemy, binding the devil to um, in ways that he causes us to forget the gospel. I thought was really helpful. Hmm. Like, you know, we we see we see the effects of, um, you know, Satan his you know his his uh, his minions their works and effects in our Mm -hmm. world, Mm -hmm. Um, and so in a way like we don't see the restraint Hmm. uh, there, right? We don't see the restraint of 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 Christ binding the the devil in in his. Uh, ability to to cause destruction and division. We see that in families. We see that yeah. uh, in governments and nations. We see we see divisiveness and um, uh, disillusionment all mm-hmm. the time. And so uh, he doesn't do it in that way, but he does in giving us victory over Satan. He gives us the ability to see the gospel, mm-hmm. uh, to believe yeah. the gospel, and to trust in the gospel. Yeah, um, which. Uh, is what what Satan does. I mean, if you if you've read um, uh, Mere Christianity, yeah, right, or uh, is it Mere Christianity where he's where C.S. Lewis is talking about? Um, You're thinking uh, screw tape. Letters. Screw tape. Sorry, screw tape. Yeah, yeah. The other one. Yeah, uh, screw tape letters. Yeah. Where like you know this guy's walking through a uh, a museum and he's starting to starting to contemplate who God is mm-hmm. and uh, is really kind of getting to this moment and then. Um, he steps out on the street, and there's a boy yelling, "Hey, you know, for the paper!" And there's cars driving by, and mm-hmm. vendors, and and immediately, like that that moment leaves for him. Mm-hmm. And I think for what for what God does is that, like He gives us that clarity mm-hmm. to think about our need for the gospel, and He gives us these moments to remind ourselves of the gospel mm-hmm. uh, in our in our absolute and desperate need to to see ourselves in view of the gospel. Yeah, uh, and so I think that's that's in a way like He keeps. He keeps Satan from that distraction yeah. uh, in our lives, and um, you know brings about our own uh, ability to see um, our need for repentance and faith. Yeah, that's right. There's a. Um, it made me think when you were preaching yesterday too. There's a great book that Don Carson, D. A. Carson wrote several years ago called Scandalous: 
that talks about the work of Christ and what it accomplishes. Mm. And he talks about how, and he uses the, I think it's Revelation chapter 12, um, the imagery of Satan as the dragon in Revelation, but, but really that um, Christ's death on the cross is the decisive victory over Satan. Mm-hmm. And so that Satan really is living now and has been for 2,000 years on borrowed time. And, and right. I remember this phrase from Carson's book about that, that Satan rages against us as the church, as God's people. Yeah. Um, it's the, it, he called it the rage of a defeated foe. Mm-hmm. And, and even kind of referenced, I, th- I believe in that book, referenced, um, referenced Hitler and the Nazis and how, how when they were defeated, uh, particularly after D-Day, but before V-E Day, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know when when both Soviet Army and then like the uh, the U.S. and other allies were kind of in clo- you know closing in on them, that's when they actually became the most violent. Like that's when they actually like that's when um, the the mass numbers of deaths at the concentration camps like mm-hmm. went through the roof, and that yeah. like that that's when they burned br- like literally burned bridges, and that's when they would. So that when a foe is defeated, that's when they rage. Mm-hmm. And so when we experience the hostility from Satan, the accusation from Satan, right. um, the condemnation from Satan, that mm-hmm. is the rage of a defeated foe. It's actually yeah. more evidence that he is done and he is just trying to mm-hmm. use whatever time he has left till his ultimate defeat is realized mm-hmm. uh, fully that um, just a rage against us. So yeah. I, I think that that's, that's where my mind went when you, when you brought that up. Good. Yeah, no, it's good. The other, so, um, man, this, I was really hooked as you were talking about this yesterday too, John, about death, this other mm-hmm. threat. Mm-hmm. And you talked about how, you know, which I think was very on point and insightful, how we fear death because we are so unfamiliar with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when we live in a, in a, in a moment culturally and in a, in a civilization for us in the, in the United States where, um, most of us personally are not acquainted with with war the way that previous mm-hmm. generations have been to, yeah. to some extent, and certainly sure. don't want to at all minimize those who who serve in our military and have, and have experienced loss there. But but many of us have not killing our own food. Certainly, modern medicine, long life expectancy, mm-hmm. um, and we're and you said this line that is quotable, man. We're so unacquainted with death that we fear it, yeah. and um, so. So, you know, maybe, un- uh, you know, unpack that, help, help uh, pastorally people process through sure. what to do with that. So yeah. we can't really help necessarily the fact that we're unacquainted with it, that we don't live a few generations right. ago. Yeah. Um, how do we not fear death mm-hmm. in, in, you know, in spite of the fact yeah. that we're not very acquainted with it? Right. Yeah. I, I think the, the f- what we've seen, I think even uh, the Gospel Coalition came out with something this past weekend that was um, that talked about how like even in in old hymns and um, and even in Christmas songs like we would hear um, the ideas of victory over death and and the the frequency of death and the familiarity of death because mm-hmm. it was um, as I'd mentioned Sunday something that was it was more frequent it was more present it was more mm-hmm. um, probable for children to die prematurely yeah. for um, you know is even basically, you know, the, the necessity to, to gather your own food and hunting and yeah. uh, and farming and stuff like that. Like, yeah. those are so familiar things. And so you saw the effects of that. Um, but I would say, like, you know, there death, death should never be something that is um, welcomed. It should always be jarring, hmm. right? Yeah. Death should always be jarring. Yeah. Um, it, it is the realization that we are finite mm-hmm. 
that our bodies here on earth um, have an expiration date, right? To, to even just kind of, I don't yeah. know if that's, I don't, I don't want that to be callous. Like, don't, don't hear that, no, but know, like yeah. um, that we will, we will die. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is that reminder that, 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 that is a result of, of a broken, sinful world. Yeah. Um, yeah, we see that in Genesis where, where we, we were, you know, there maybe there wasn't necessarily a uh, a death to occur mm. before the fall, but mm. but death is definitely a result of um, our our sinfulness, sin's presence in the world, and so uh, we should never welcome it in mm. any way. Um, and I don't think that's like it, I think that's a, a very Christian response is to to not see death as something to be welcomed or enjoyed or uh, even sought after mm-hmm. in a way that is um, uh, inappropriate. Like, you know, mm-hmm. the uh, the ways in which, like, we're even seeing some, uh, the, the death culture mm-hmm. of, like, um, you know, abortion, of mm-hmm. euthanasia, of uh, the ways in which, like, we're seeing uh, this life is, is trivial, I think, does for Christians spark a, a desire for us to to want to redeem those things yeah. and, and and for for the light of Christ to come in and yeah. and really change the perspective of individuals yeah. um, and so I would say like for us like there, there should be this this realization that death is is not just of course death is real yeah right um, but the death has its effects yeah. And when Paul's talking about like the sting of death in yeah. Romans, like he's not he's not saying that like there is no sting, but like the eternal sting, the mm-hmm. the long lasting effects of death for the Christian, um, are should not be there. Yeah, because we have a hope in Christ, because we have a hope specifically because of the resurrection of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like that is where we because Christ raised was risen from the dead, mm-hmm. we have hope. Yeah. That there is life beyond, That's right. you know, our 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 time and space here. Yeah, and so, um, and to to do that well, and you know, and as as we've kind of been navigating uh, the the idea of, of of fear and a pandemic, and you know, what is prudent, what is wise for us, and and how to operate, and navigate that personally and mm-hmm. and corporately. Um, we do that because we value life. Mm-hmm. You know, Paul says in that in that verse in Philippians, he's like, um, "There is still fruitful labor. There's good reason for me to be alive. Yeah. I desire to be with Jesus. Yeah. Right? Like it is it is better for me to be there, but it's still good for me to be here. And yeah. for your sake, it's good for me to be here. And so, like in doing that, we want to we we don't want to um, be irresponsible in how we we live. Right. Right. Yeah. We don't want to be foolish. Um, we want to be wise in doing that, but we also don't want to put more stake in um, this world than it deserves. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. knowing that we have a confident assurance of the resurrection, mm-hmm. knowing we have a confident assurance of like this this world is is temporal, mm-hmm. um, and our time here is is well spent when we spend our time. Um, obeying Christ, mm-hmm. worshiping Christ, mm-hmm. following what He says, um, and and uh, I think that that's 
um, that's really living a life to its fullness mm-hmm. is living it in the in in, the, in front of the face of God, mm. um, knowing that that will be a a picture of what eternity looks like, mm. um, and so it's just in, in a way a, a practice yeah. for eternity. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I think I think it's tough. I think death is um, it's it's a it's a difficult thing to to navigate. It has its pains. It has its um, you know. The separation of individuals, the the death of a, a loved one is hard. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no getting around that. Um, but I think there's confidence for the Christian. Yeah. Uh, which is why we desire that for for our people to know that, experience that, to have that confidence. Which is why evangelism uh, and sharing the gospel with people is so important because yeah. there is a hope beyond today. That's good. Yeah, uh, two two things just on the, the the immensely practical level that um, just I would encourage and we would encourage folks to, to do to just grow in that in that um, um, confidence, courage of, of you know mm-hmm. confidence in the resurrection and then courage to face that fear of death. Mm-hmm. Certainly, there'll be moments in life where that fear surfaces when you're actually in danger, when you're actually right. faced with a you know a terminal diagnosis, when you're actually faced with these moments, but. Two practical things. One is I would say really lean into the season of Lent every mm-hmm. year. Yeah, um, that's what it's there for. Uh, to remember that we are dust, and to the dust we return. To remember yeah. that sin is powerful and has a um, has an effect, and death is the ultimate effect of that. And um, I think Lent prepares us to to come face to face with that reality mm-hmm. in a way that also celebrates. With, you know, Lent, of course, is is a, just as Advent is the preparation for the birth of Christ. Lent is the preparation for Easter of the resurrection of Christ. So right, it's, it's, right. It's, it's leading toward the future of, of Christ's triumph. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it makes you come face to face with your own mortality. Mm-hmm. And then I, I've done this a handful of times over my life and found it to be a very helpful practice. It'll probably sound dark and morbid to some, but um, to go to a cemetery when you have some free time sometime, uh, to find um, a gravestone, a headstone of a person who, who died at the age approximately that you are currently, hmm. um, and, you, and you'd be fascinated to go to to go to a local cemetery and find hmm. out that there are people who you know I'm 36. There are people who died when they were 36. Uh, there are people who died at any age mm-hmm. um, that you might be right when you when you do that, and to sit just to sit near their tombstone um, and to contemplate mortality, um, to to remember um, the frailty of life. Mm-hmm. Um, and to ask God to meet you in the midst of it, even when it's not maybe a consuming fear, mm-hmm. to um, to really wrestle deeply and get get these truths of the resurrection of Christ mm-hmm. deep into your soul, mm-hmm. um, and remember that you know, as James says in um, in his letter, that you know our life is a mist and it's fleeting, and it and right. it is throughout the scriptures it talks about we you know we're here today and gone tomorrow our, our life mm-hmm. is um like the dew on the grass right you know or like the grass itself that withers and fades mm-hmm. or so it's um i think those are just practical things that i found found helpful yeah the um i, I thought you I, we talked a little bit too already about kind of the difference between you know the world and then like the, the kingdom coming in us but mm-hmm. but also i wanted to ask about um sin is the other one that we haven't talked mm-hmm. about yet mm-hmm. these four enemies and maybe um you know how how to think about sin, and particularly maybe those myself um, and others in our church included who have the the recurring 
uh, sin patterns in life, the, mm-hmm. the go-to, um, the besetting sins that just mm-hmm. plague us mm-hmm. over and over again. Um, how how do we kind of take Christ's victory mm-hmm. and appropriate that into our our, our battle with mm-hmm. with sin? Um, and I'm thinking maybe here too a little bit of the difference between the real triumph of Christ mm-hmm. and maybe a a surfacey kind of triumphalism that Christians mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. buy into. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know if I've even got a complete thought there, but would love to hear kind of your yeah. your thoughts on you know how to. Mm-hmm. How to how to really apply the the Christ the King the reality and truth to to fight yeah. sin? Yeah, I I think in those two aspects of the uh, the power of sin and the penalty of sin that Christ overcomes, I think that that we have in Christ um, the capacity to not sin mm-hmm. or not be um, consumed with sin, hmm. right? We can, we can, as Christians, if you will, like say no to sin. Yeah, like right? it's not inevitable. It's not inevitable. Yeah. It's not one of those things that we're like, oh no, I have to do this. Yep. Um, yep. There is that power that exists um, in the life of the believer because of the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives, where we can say no to sin mm-hmm. and 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 not sin. Um, now that doesn't mean that we do that right that we are able to even do that there are sins that are more um powerful than simply a um you know just like oh no like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna cheat on my taxes today or like whatever whatever that thing is that you're like well that's that's not something that uh, i would normally do and so that's easy for me to say no to so i think there's i think there's um there's the besetting sins there's the sins that are um even in our lives, something that is both biological, right? We have a proclivity towards something because of, you know, alcoholism is one of those things that's, you can see hereditary sure. um, generational things yeah. uh, that, that exist there. And I think that those are, those are harder things to overcome, but are still through Christ and his work um, able to be overcome. Hmm. Um, and so like, yeah, I think I think there's, I think the the penalty and power of sin um, that Christ frees us from um, is is the way in which I I, I continue to try to navigate through those things, mm-hmm. um, like the power we just talked about, the penalty being that we we are not um, we we don't receive our just reward for the sin that we commit. Right, mm-hmm. uh, that Christ took on the mm-hmm. penalty of our sin on the cross, like fully and completely every sin, every past, present, and future sin. Yeah, right. That He yeah. took that on, and so um, we may not receive, we may we may receive the um, the implications of our sin. Mm-hmm. Right, we may re- receive the sure. consequences. Uh, consequences yeah. Yeah, yeah, of our sin. Yep. But in Christ, we don't receive the penalty of mm. that from a mm. from a eternal theological yeah. Christological perspective. Like yeah. Christ has taken those on, mm. um, and so when the Father sees us, He sees Christ, yeah. uh, which is beautiful. Yeah, uh, which is I think why like Paul would continue to say, "Should we should we continue to sin so that grace may abound? Mm. Let it not be so." Yeah, like because there is this yeah. freedom. Um, 
that God sees us as as Christ. Mm-hmm. He sees us with the shed blood of Christ on us. So I think that's beautiful. I think that's something that if we're really um, not understanding the gospel fully, like we um, we would probably take advantage mm-hmm. of that freedom that exists. And yeah. so, uh, and then I think you know the, the third aspect, which is future, is the presence of sin, mm-hmm. and how the presence of sin will be fully and completely mm-hmm. uh, dismantled mm-hmm. in the future in in heaven and. Um, that's a day. That's a day. I, I honestly I just can't wait for. Yeah, no, that's that's, yeah, um, that's, that's right. Yeah, I have a friend uh, who's a, another leader here in our church had, had said this some years ago. Um, he uh, of his besetting sins, uh, one in particular, he had said like you know there, there's an aspect this even kind of brings together the you know the death and the sin aspects of this, but because of the resurrection, because of because of what Christ has accomplished over our sin on the cross. There is, um, he, he was looking forward to the day where on his deathbed he could look that besetting sin of his in the face and say, you have no power for me mm. anymore. Like, you're done. Mm. And like that, like that's, I think that that's a beautiful, practical, that's a statement that is, that has hooked in fully to this real reality of Christ as mm-hmm. the king, of saying he has conquered death, he has conquered sin. I've been battling the sin my whole life. I haven't yeah. been able to step into the full realization of yeah. freedom from it. And yet... Uh, on this, on the day that on the day that my life ends on this earth is also the yeah. day that I that I bid f- for farewell forever yeah. Um, yeah. to that sin. That was yeah. I, um, as you were talking there a minute ago about the the future presence piece. That that quote, mm-hmm. um, that mm-hmm. conversation with this guy a couple of years ago came back. So. That's good, man. That's good. There's so many more things we could unpack in this, John. Yeah. But I'm I'm grateful for how you you led us to to think about Christ as the King and. Looking forward to these coming weeks where we'll talk about Jesus as uh, as prophet and priest, and mm-hmm. we're uh, yeah. we can, we'll continue on these coming weeks and that. Yeah, each one of these weeks, each one of these ideas, uh, we could we could have spent entire you know month long you know s- semester long yeah. uh, sermons talking yeah. about these. So there's a, there's a lot to unpack here. Um, grateful for the opportunity to even talk a little bit more about this. Um, but yeah, I would say like dig in, dig in some more into uh, the implications of hmm. of Christ being King. Uh, yeah. It's it's rich, it's deep, um, and uh, it's really helped me um, even even prepping for the sermon really yeah. get a better grasp of hmm. of Christ coming as as our King. Yeah, so it's good. All right, well. That's all for this week on uh, Sermon B-Sides. I get to close us out this week because John preached yesterday. Good to have you with us. Look forward to seeing you back next week. See you guys.